What's going on everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I wanna welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders, both on and offline. And this episode is gonna be no different. Stick around and we're gonna get started right now. Well, we'd like to welcome you guys back for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I'm Glenn P. Brooks Jr., and I promise you guys, you need to stick around because today's podcast is going to bless your soul all over more than anywhere else. Uh, one of the things we know to be true in a blog uh, that on HuffPost.com, contributing writer Flynn Coleman writes this. He asks the question, why are stories so powerful? The truth of the matter is, is that they are actually more memorable than facts. Our brains are actually wired to respond to stories. Uh, metaphors and anecdotes actually help us to relate our ideas to our own experiences, providing richness and texture. Stories actually bring you and your listeners into a multidimensional world full of colors, sights, smells, and emotions, making you feel, making them feel as though they were a part of actually living the story. On today's edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast, I'm introducing a guest who has become a friend. Um, we've traveled together. We've shown up. We've added value to people. Uh, she came through our MMC Business Builder Academy, and uh, she was already a professional uh, when I met her, and she was always on a mission to accomplish some amazing things. Uh, but today, she is doing some different things, and I want to bring her story to light. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome my friend, Lynette Jackson. <laughs> Let's get it. So, Lynette, how are you, girl? I tell you right now, you you know, I'm trying to figure out where the rest of you is. <laughs> Lynette has gone through a metamorphosis, guys, and uh, I'm hopeful she's talking about that today in ways that can add value. Lynette, please introduce yourself. Let people know who you are, what, you're do, what you do, why you do it, who you do it for, and we're going to get into the story behind your brand in just a second. Well, great morning. I hope I'm not echoing. Am I okay? Yeah, you're, you're, it's it's a little bit better. Um, I think okay. it just may be the the tone. It maybe turn your headphones down just a little bit. It might okay. be feeding okay. through your headphones. Yeah, if you can okay. turn them down as low as you can get them. All right, is that better? Might, uh, a little bit, but let, okay. we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna mask it. We'll figure. Okay, it out. all right, Let's great. Go. Well, good. My name is Lynette Jackson, and I am the owner of Roar Media Group. Roar is a digital marketing company that helps its clients speak out loud in the marketplace. And we do this through web development, graphics, uh, strategic plans, uh, video editing. Uh, and I do it primarily for churches, pastors, small businesses, and I would love to do it for you. I'm also a speaker. I am an author of one book, called Hollow, When Everything That Means Anything Is Taken Away. And I am working on releasing my second book called Unfelt Lost in the Pews at Church. I'm a grandmother and a mother of two amazing sons. I love it. I love it. Guys, let me say this. And, um, you know, Lynette, you know, your professional background is kind of amazing, particularly for those of us in the broadcasting space. 
um, when you and I met, we kind of shared stories about our experiences and things like that. And yours come more from the television side of the equation. Uh, mine came from radio. But can you talk to me and talk to our audience a little bit about how you grew up and how you kind of came to the space that you're in? How, how did what you go through affect how you show up today? Talk to us a little bit about the story behind your brain. Yeah, that's so exciting. So I am the youngest of seven children, okay? And um, there are six boys, six girls, one boy. And um, growing up, we didn't have a lot. Um, my dad was a truck driver. My mom was a homemaker. And so I have to be honest, I felt rich. But really, if you looked at us from the outside, four bedroom house with nine people, one bathroom, it wasn't easy. So we had to learn to understand the relationships within the house. And my parents always made us feel like we were rich. We had the best of everything. So, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this, Lynette. I know that for you, um, part of the way you guys grew up, um, you've had to navigate some pretty horrific things, um, things that you saw, things that you were a part of, things that, um, quite frankly, you've spent a lifetime sort of healing from in a lot of different ways. When it comes to adversity, can you speak to, um, and, and I really want to kind of get into the nuts and bolts of, of this newest book that you're getting ready to release, because it has everything to do with being present and being um, responsible for what you see, speaking truth to a situation. Take us back just a little bit, and trust me, share whatever you're comfortable with. But I want to give people context of what it was like for you growing up, some of the adversity you had to navigate, and how that shaped how you show up today. Yeah, so um, in the very beginning, my family, like I said, was very, we didn't have a lot. We didn't have a whole bunch. And my parents did the very best job that they could. Um, I realized that one of my sisters, who is deceased now, was diagnosed later in her years with paranoid schizophrenia. And she was so abused, not by family, but from outside and other people. So I watched my parents kind of struggle with this area. And back then, with mental health, they didn't understand what paranoid schizophrenia is and how its mental health is so awesome today in terms of being able to talk about it. And so we struggled with that a lot. And then going forward, uh, I wrote a book called Hollow, When Everything That Means Anything Is Taken Away. And it chronicles 18 months where I had to take that sister off life support because my mother left me as power of attorney. And so I had to learn all those lessons uh, that we were raised with in order to deal with mental health, uh, drug abuse, alcoholism, and just to fight through all of them. I will say, I don't look like what I've been through. I've been through a lot. 
Uh, can you talk to us just a little bit about your work, what you're doing today, how that's informed by what you've done in the past and how the value that you're bringing to your clients, how it matters today? Yes. Yeah, so I, um, again, am the owner of Roar Media Group. And um, I'd say that that business started out of um, a little bit of a hardship. <laughs> um I was 55 years of age when I was laid off. So for 25 years, I was a senior executive assistant uh, in the C-suite, working for companies like Turner Broadcasting, NBA TV, Weather Channel, Cox Media Group. And at 55, I was laid off. And so I'm sitting at my desk after being rejected for five jobs, I stopped and I said, God, what am I going to do now at 55? And he said, look at your hands. And I'm thinking, okay, they're just hands. He says, I've put gifts and talents in your hands. And now it's time for you to use it for my kingdom. And so I'll never forget in my apartment that day in 2017, he gave me the name of the company, Roar Media Group, because he said, you will help clients speak out loud. You will, they will roar in the marketplace. And he gave me the tagline, speak out loud. And that day I started my company. Now, it wasn't easy. And I'm going to be transparent because that's just who I am. But Eight months after I started that company, I lost that apartment <laughs> because it was hard starting that business. And I had to go leave that apartment and live with a family member, trying to start a business with a family member who kept saying, you just need to go get a job. You just need to go get a job. You just need to get a job. And I'm like, but I know God called me to do what I'm doing. And I'll never forget working for what I thought was a client. Because in the beginning, I made a lot of mistakes. No contracts and believing folks. and Because I just wanted to do the work. And this particular person took me on a ride for six months. They knew my story. Uh, and in essence, they stole $10,000 for me because I did all this work for them and they wouldn't pay me. And I was so upset with that, that I could not forgive them. And they were a pastor. They were a pastor. And I could not forgive them. And I'll never forget God saying, take your foot off his neck. He said, because if you keep your foot on his neck, he won't go anywhere. Mm. I feel spirit of God right now. And you won't go nowhere. And I'm like, okay. So I thought about that because I'm a very visual, visual person. And I looked at that fact that I did have my foot on his neck and that I wasn't moving. So the Lord said, forgive him because he's my child, just like you're my child. And I said, wow. He says, I know what he did to you. And I know what he took from you. And 
at that point, I wrote a invoice and I forgave him of the $10,000. 30 days later, I wrote the biggest contract, it'll make me emotional, that I have ever written. And my business took off. And I'm telling you right now, I ain't tired. God has blessed me. And I'm telling you, the doors that are opening up over my life right now, Lord Jesus, just because of the power of forgiveness and taking your foot off the person's neck. I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in to this podcast, I'm talking to my friend Lynette Jackson, a person that I got a chance to meet and then later coach and and then kind of get 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 sort of behind the veil, if you will, of her story. Lynette, that's a hard place because when you've been done wrong for things that you didn't do, uh, mm -hmm. to be even faced with the idea that I need to walk through forgiveness, not for me, but for them, uh, and then turn around and have God kind of show up and give you one of, what I would call a God wink. That, that's amazing. Um, let's talk a little bit about this next book. And we're talking about pastors. Your primary client or your target client is, is church leadership in a lot of ways. And, um, and that's not just the pastor, but uh, many people who are in that level of leadership. Talk to us about this new book that you've got coming out, the premise of it. Where did it come from and what kind of impact do you hope it makes? Yes, I'm super excited about this new book. It's called Unfelt, Lost in the Pews at Church. And because I work with a lot of churches and I do what's called, of course, SWOT analysis, there was a recurring theme that kept coming up with with church people and people in church and leadership um, simply saying they don't fit in. They don't fit in. And I started putting pen to paper on this last year, but then I kind of set it aside. Mm -hmm. But then I continued to um, work through the process. And as I continue to work with churches, some of the themes kept coming back up. And then I said, okay, God, I'll, put, I'll pick up the book and continue to, to write it. And so the first chapter of the book is called Dissecting a Congregation, the Autopsy of a Dying Church. And because I am called in a lot when churches are dying or sick, to help them, um, I thought that I would start with that. So I did some research on what a medical examiner does when he performs an autopsy. And some of the first things he does is he gathers data, he analyzes trends, identifies areas of improvement, conducts interviews, and then he develops recommendations. And that's what I do with churches. So I had a church call me in and said, our membership is dying, our finances is dying, help us. And so I did this SWOT analysis and I remember giving the findings to the pastor. And as I was sharing it with him, he just began to sink lower and lower and lower into his chair. And I said, 
I can see your body changing, your body atmosphere and your, your whole body just changing. And I said, you are sick, but it's not unto death. And so as a result, I created a whole strategy plan for him with a three-year hyper-focus, which allowed us to eventually rebrand the church after 30 years, and it's doing well. So I started writing this book because there were so many people that say things like this. I go to church every Sunday, but I feel like I'm going through the motions. I don't feel like I'm a part of a community. Whenever I try to talk to people at church, I feel like they're just being polite and don't really want to engage with me. I feel like at church, there has, I've been there for years, but I also feel like I'm an outsider and it's hard to break through the clicks. I don't feel like I can be myself at church. I have to put a mask on to pretend everything is okay, even when it's not okay. I've tried to get involved in different ministries at church, but nothing feels like a good fit. I don't feel like I'm using my gifts and talents. And I don't feel like I can ask questions or express doubts at church without being judged. Uh, it's like there's no room to be honest to have great conversations. So as I begin to hear all of these conversations and these findings, I decided, you know what, with God's help, I need to address these issues. And that's why I started writing the book. I love it, guys. Let me say this. There's so much to unpack here. And I, I promise you, um, your story, uh, we, we got to have you come back at some point so that we can kind of, once the book is out, and really get into the, the weeds of how it's helping people. Lynette, I think that's so many people's story. And I think that, quite frankly, there's not been sort of a collective or concerted effort across the board. I think people have tried and attempted, but I'm really excited that you are really kind of putting a strategy around how do we identify that. And what it resulted in was literally the pastor changing how they show up, changing their brain, changing uh, what people say about them when they're not in the room. I just want to say thank you so much for being committed to the work that you're doing. Um, it has produced such transformation, not only in your business, uh, but in your personal life. And uh, I, I'm just grateful. Anything that you want to share with people before we get out of here in terms of just thoughts around that, maybe even where they can go and kind of uh, get a pre-copy of that book and, and anything else that you're doing and how they can work with you? Yes. So the book is going to be released next month. And you could go out to lynettejacksonspeaks.com. And there is a landing page there where you can get, um, and you can log in and get, you know, leave your email and stuff. And so when the book comes out, you'll be the first to be notified about it. And I just want people to know that um, this is a, is a trick of the enemy, okay, to make you feel like you're not a part of the community. And I wrote this book because I wanted people to know and feel that they are a part. 
of what God is doing in their lives. And recently on Mother's Day, I had the experience where I felt unfelt in a church environment. And I asked God, why did that happen? And he simply said, I wanted you to feel, sit in and feel what you're writing about it. And I'm going to tell you, it did not feel good. It was very heartbreaking. And it made me more sensitive to how I treat people and how leadership in church treat other people. I love it. Lynette Jackson, listen, guys, tap in, uh, visit. I'm sure they're going to, um, w- w- wherever you're going to get this podcast, we'll drop links and that sort of stuff and get you guys connected. Uh, but I want you guys to tap in because I think that at the end of the day, um, the truth of the matter is, is that there's no better way to learn something than from somebody who's been through it. And uh, I, I just would, really would have you guys lean into this. At the end of the day, here's what we know to be true. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself. And I honestly believe it's because we all need some help. Y'all stay tuned for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. We're here every single week, and I hope to see you back next week. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, Be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.